Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hey there, writing teacher, and welcome back. I'm so glad you could join me again today. Before we get started on this Q&A episode, I just wanted to share a review from Apple Podcasts from uh, listener Marie7928. First, I want to thank you for reviewing. I really appreciate it. And she says that Melissa provides thoughtful and useful tips and strategies that can be implemented immediately in a classroom. I feel more confident as a third grade writing teacher because of her. That is so sweet. And I really am so excited that you find value in the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, and so today is the Q&A episode where um, I have three questions today that I've gotten from a couple different um, couple different people, sorry, from um, Facebook group and also from the podcast itself. So I have three questions to answer today. I hope they'll be helpful for you. So the first one is, how do we get reluctant writers to start? And this is a huge issue. We have um, students who don't seem interested in writing or don't seem confident in writing, um, or sometimes when they're younger, they just can't keep engaged or focused on um, what they're doing, you know, and with their writing. So it really comes down to me to a few things. One is that we have a community of writers in our classroom. So we want to make sure they feel safe and comfortable in order to put things down on paper. Writing is one of the most vulnerable things they can do throughout the school day, for sure. And we also want to provide the opportunity for them to collaborate with others. So not only to be able to talk about their topics and or brainstorm ideas for topics, but also to talk about um, their writing as they go, maybe to ask questions or just hear what others are doing. And then with that, you know, the opportunity to be able to share and hear from others and learn from others. So the more we hear about what their, um, what more they hear about what their peers are doing in the classroom, the more it makes them feel comfortable, I think. Um, you also, you know, as I said before, this comfort, I think that can come from making sure that students kind of know each other and understand each other a little bit. Um, it's also important that there are things that make writing meaningful for these students as writers. So. For example, are they interested in what they're writing about? Um, And their interest can come from being able to be provided choice in what their topics are um, to the best of the teacher's ability to be able to provide that choice. And we're also going to talk about that a little bit in the next uh, one of the next questions. But we want to find it meaningful or help them find it meaningful as well by providing them an audience for their writing. You know, it's not really... Um, interesting for them or motivating for them to know that it's just going to be you as their teacher who's going to read their work. So, um, you know, especially in the younger grades, just knowing they can share it with their family. They're also, they're always very excited about, they love to share with each other if they could share with another class. We have a lot of things that technology provides now for ways that they can share. There are things like Flipgrid where they can share it with other students. Um, You know, there's tons of ways that you can share it with others. 
sometimes just putting the book that they're making in the classroom library or in the school library. They could set them in there for a little while and then take them out again um, or leave them in there forever. So they have an audience with older students. You can um, find different things online with parental approval where they can publish some writing. And um, there are websites where um, students are able to read each other's and make comments and provide compliments and things like that. So just having an audience, just like real writers have, is helping to make it more meaningful for them. Um, and then, you know, having just a purpose for the writing other than just doing it for the classroom. Um, it can always be helpful as well. Also, you know, I mentioned the confidence before, and sometimes that takes a really long time to help a student with um, feeling a little more confident in order to get started in writing. And so I think a lot of that does come from the community and the collaboration, um, but also just letting them know that they are writers already. They are, whatever they are able to do um, is writing and they are writers. Everyone is at a different spot. Um, also knowing that they're able to go back and make things better if they would like to, but that writers start somewhere. So sometimes hearing from other authors, especially in the older grades and what their process is like, um, you know, letting them know it's okay that they're not, um, that writing isn't their favorite, but, you know, to try to help them to give it a try. But just remember that those reluctant writers, that is where they are. And so most of the time, you know, does need to be spent in working with them on how to, you know, build up what they need to be a better writer, whether it is confidence or um, whether it is lack of choice or not knowing even no, not, excuse me, not knowing what to choose. But also that reluctant writers sometimes just have an absence of skill set that we need to teach towards. So sometimes it's just trying to find out what they are lacking, and it might be quite a bit, and trying to provide them with the skills that they need in order to write. If we're just expecting that after we show them a rubric and one example piece that they're going to be able to get started, that's not always the case. We need to model some writing for them. We need to maybe do some shared writing with the class. We need to have them maybe see what other students are doing as they sit down and write. Perhaps they plan a different way than they do. Um, and then also that kind of brings me to um, things like graphic organizers and the way you might be asking students to plan. It might not be helpful for them. So that's always something to look at as well. And then the final thing to remember is that for a reluctant writer, um, as I kind of mentioned before, it could take quite a while. Um, so keep uh, keep trying, keep going, um, keep encouraging for sure. That's one thing I, I missed out on. Encourage their progress, encourage their risk taking, um, praise them. I think that is also very helpful. Okay, so the next question is in regards to providing choice. And the question is, what do you do when you have provided choice for students and they still don't know what to write? And the first thing I would say is, well, now you have um, perhaps a reluctant writer. So I would refer you back to my previous answer. But I would also say you would need to find out a little bit more about wh where the issue is with the decision-making or not being able to choose a topic? Is it that they have some topics in their mind and they don't know which one to choose? Or is it that they don't have any? So they're having trouble generating ideas, um, which is pretty high up on Jennifer Saravalo's hierarchy of writing goals. And that just means that we have to think, okay, why? Why are they having trouble 
starting with a topic or generating an idea? And then what can we do about it? And a lot of times we don't think too much about that and we just think, well, there's too much choice. I should provide them some choice. They they can't seem to come up with an idea, so I should give them some ideas. But really what we're doing then is teaching them for the right now instead of for the future. Because what we want to know or think about is how can I help them to be able to generate an idea or to choose an idea? So then we would come back to some ways to do so. So if you're in narrative writing, what are some different ways that you might be able to help them to think of a topic that would be good for writing? Now, not only are there things like modeling your process for coming up with an idea and doing shared writing where you all, you know, work together to come up with an idea. Those things are especially, you know, of course, very important. For the individual student, just, you know, then reviewing and then going over some other ways that they could do it. So in Jennifer Saravella's The Writing Strategies book, she has a um, quite a few ideas for how to do this. But things just like, okay, you think about a story. Well, you could imagine um, an emotion that you've had before and see if that is going to help you to come up with a memory. You could think of a person or a place. And when you think of those people and you start remembering things, is there a story that comes up with that? So there's a lot of different things that we can do and provide um, and then, you know, create the lessons create anchor charts and have them available somewhere in the room so that they can refer to them as ways to come up with ideas. And the final question for today's Q&A episode is, how do we help students to persevere through all aspects of the writing process? And um, I believe that this question was for older grade levels, maybe middle school or so. However, I think the answer can be very similar for all. Um, One, I would refer back to thinking about the meaning behind the writing, whether or not students feel um, interested in the topic that they have. Has there been choice provided? I think that's really important with helping them to want to stay involved in that piece of writing. I also think it's important to make sure that you're not um, having them belabor belabor, sorry, the revising and then the editing process. Um, I think that they can only do so much. I would want to see that students are editing and revising to their um, ability. And that doesn't mean that we might not be helping them to do so or coaching them to do so, but that I don't think they have to be um, revising. Well, you can't really revise to it um, perfection, but to edit to perfection because they aren't able to do that. Actually, no one is. Um, I mean, well, that's what editors are for, right? When we grow up, um, if we were writing to the point that we needed to be published, we would have someone to help us with that. So um, I think we have to think about making sure we're teaching the writer, not the writing. We're not wanting this perfect piece of writing, but we're just helping students to learn and to um, try to do this editing on their own and then revising as well. They can only revise so much, right? So, um, and you have to be thinking about not revising for every aspect of the expectation that you have for the piece of writing, but for them to re- to revise based on what they have learned um, as far as revising goes. And then finally, I would say that it's helpful that they try revising not just at one point in time for this piece of writing, but throughout their process. So as they are drafting, they can go back and um, revise. They can also use collaboration during that time, I think that can really help. So then everything isn't left for the end. Um, Editing along the way can also be something they can do. So those are some things that I would suggest. 
for helping them to be able to persevere through the writing process. I hope this episode has been helpful. Um, I would love to hear more questions so I could do another episode such as this. So if this made you think of anything, please reach out and let me know and I'll be able to have it on the next Q&A episode. All right. Have a great day. Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K-8, through and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.